0: Saturday afternoon, 1.30pm at the Marquee with the NCO warm at T 3pm at Rodney Parade. Saturday evening on our social media pages, Facebook and Twitter. Sunday afternoon, checking out the other social media pages. Right here, we're at the new studios at the Neon right now. This is Sport Hour.
1: Broadcasting in digital stereo. Online, on your mobile phone and on your home devices. Right here, right now. Newport City Radio.
0: So the next 60 minutes is all about the county goals guess and you giving it some on Facebook and Twitter. Commentary in a couple of seconds from yesterday's game. First up, let's say hi to Stephen. Stephen, your thoughts about
2: the match at 2:55 yesterday afternoon. Uh good afternoon everyone. Yep. Um well, I was a little bit uh pessimistic about uh County's chances before the game. Plymouth were on a good run. Uh and, and lost and conceded a goal. So I was expecting a tough afternoon for County just before the game.
0: Okay, so that was your initial thoughts before the match. Um, Luke's with us. How do you doing, mate? you okay? I'm fine, thanks. Guest producer forgets to be on the show again this week, which we're happy about that. Um, your thoughts at 2.55 yesterday afternoon?
3: I was quite nervous at 2.55 yesterday afternoon. Plymouth are a good team, just got relegated. One of the favourites for a promotion, I thought we would struggle. But, as the commentary will say, I don't think we did.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Rodney Parade. And after two games away from home, it's back to home comfort for Michael Flynn and his side. And they've got a stern test here this afternoon. Facing the current league leaders, Plymouth
4: Argyle. And there's Haynes to take it. He comes in. Oh! And he's headed over. It's Mark O'Brien. made a good start here at Roddy Parade. Place it out wide here to Riley. He's run inside. He's running at the goals. He takes a shot, and what a save by Tom King there! Riley allowed to run at the Newport County defence, they all stood off him, and he unleashed a shot from about 20 yards. Great save by Tom King.
2: Named in towards Sashevich, has got a touch on it, it's played
4: back into Taylor, and Padja is there to clean her off the line. And Plymouth are continuing, as a player down, but he is off the pitch. So they're quite in their rights to carry on playing here.
2: Nikki Dmitriu is currently off the pitch receiving treatment. And there is going to be a change here for County. Kyle Hawkins is coming on.
4: Hope that's not too serious for He's still receiving attention. So it seems back out on the pitch for the second half. It's uh, a change here for New Ball County.
2: Scott Bennett has gone off. And Tristan Abrahams has gone on. So an attacking move by Michael Flynn there. Now, holds the ball up,
4: plays the ball to Tristan Abrahams, he's in space here, he's running at right knee. Shots, ooh, just wait. Abrahams made the run, but it was cleared by Sawyer. Jamil Mark's shot took a deflection. It looked like it took a deflection, but the goal kick was given. So, quick start from Newport County there. Abrahams you know, picks the ball up, he's running it defence, Matt is out wide on the right hand side, Please, it in, more teams oh just goes wide with the post into the side neck brilliant play by Matt and Abrahams great ball in, Haynes has made a brilliant run from the left hand side just couldn't get the ball between the posts it's an infield Baxter to have a shot. Great save by Tom King there. What a save. A hard effort by Baxter. The will here back in the side today. He's proved his worth there with a on, tremendous save. It's Wilmot again who will take this corner. And it's coming in, it's in towards. Armand. That is a great save by Palmer. Down to his right. All right. And now it's on the near side. McMarlow was going to take the throw, but Haynes has come over to take it. O'Brien's at the near post. Hawkins is central. It's aimed towards O'Brien. Well, plays it back to Haynes. Crosses it in. And it's out!
2: On the ball. Grant right, plays it out to Wooten. Wooten plays it back to Grant.
4: There's some space in the area. Plays it inside. lowless oh, you know it was who put it all up. Right. is going to take the throw. I think County. There it is. It's full time unit, Roddy. Team against an informed climber one goal it was, that was a difference Kyle Hawkins from a great pass into the box from Haynes and then Michael Flynn can be very pleased with his team performance today he the fans home happy they kept an unbeaten run going at Roddy Parade. their first defeat of the season see their first goal of the season but it finishes
0: Newport County 1 they so that's the uh, match commentary from yesterday afternoon this is what the manager had to say
3: I didn't I didn't think we were great first half we didn't keep the ball well enough um, and we I think they paid them too much respect we kind of dropped off them but second half uh, was much better second half we created a lot of chances just that final pass needed to be Basically. I thought
1: it had nil 0 written all yeah. over it, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, it's
0: one of those. I thought it was going to be one of those days. So the last time on the Sport Hour, we described the game as a game of two halves. Luke, you mentioned you felt much the same. Can explain why you thought it was a game of two halves when you Kane to yesterday?
3: Well, in the first half, we were quite poor. The strikers didn't really have much service. We were lucky to be nil nil at half-time. Tom King had to make two or three good saves. And then second half, whatever Flinney said to them at half-time, Really worked. We come out second half. You we were fantastic. Didn't look like conceding. They tried to put a bit of pressure on us, but we dealt with it. So, yeah, I think Finney really woke them up at half-time.
0: First half, not as good as the second half, in no. your opinion? Okay, Stephen. Um, let's look through the player tweets then. So, what did the players
2: have to say about the uh, the match yesterday afternoon off Twitter? Danny McNamara, who got a lot of praise yesterday for his performance, said, boys were classed today. Three points, and the Newport County fans of quality also Big Mickey, speedy recovery, mate. Joss Labadie, the captain, said, Great shift and result from the boys today. Amazing atmosphere as always. Only dampener was Mickey D, speedy recovery son. Patrick Armand, uh, what a win today. Some shift from every player. Speedy recovery, Mickey D. Uh, Jamil Matt said, Great three points today. Kyle Hawkins was on fire. And he wishes Mickey D a uh, speedy recovery. Kyle Hawkins, goal scorer up uh said three points great shift from everyone today happy to get my first newport county goal also back to back clean sheets and then finally we got mickey dimitro tweeted last night i think it was buzzing the boys got the win today thank you for all the messages means a lot setbacks are here to test us but don't worry I'll be back stronger than ever good to hear
0: from Mickey D on uh, Twitter at the end of that one and uh, we'll talk more about that as we go through the match going to get your thoughts, you've been messaging on Facebook and Twitter thank you for doing that, it means a lot to us we'll read out a couple of those in a couple of minutes time Stephen, so for yourself, Daniel Fraser our blogger on NewportCityRadio.org wrote this week, Kennedy fans, don't panic it's okay, so he does he felt that this match was going to be the one that would kickstart the season do you agree with that Daniel?
2: Yeah, I think I read Daniel's blog and uh, he spoke a lot about building from the back. Tom King has got to get used to a new defence. And I think that relationship is only going to get better the more games they play. I think, um, and Daniel was saying, two points from the first two games against, well, one was an away point, one was against a side fancied for promotion, so there's no need to panic. I think the Gillingham Cup game in the week kind of uh, helped with the momentum going into Saturday. I think uh, getting that result against the league one side away from home gave the team a lot of confidence going into Saturday. So, yeah, I think Daniel was spot on in what he was saying in his blog. So, all in all, um, how did you feel about the match in general? Well, I was quite pleased. I thought it was a a great team performance. I think uh, King made important saves at the right times, kept County in the game. The two full-backs, McNamara and Haynes, were both impressive. Haynes, going forward, he was making runs all day long. Obviously, he had an assist for the goal. Uh, McNamara was comfortable when he was defending. He kept Danny Meyer, was a really good player, quiet for most of the game. And he dealt with whatever, Plymouth threw at him. Abrahams came on there in the second half. He was full of running, he was all over the pitch. He was, well, all the three forwards, I thought, were particularly good. They were tracking back, helping out defending. I mean, Padre Garman was centre-back. As you heard in the commentary, he cleared one off the line. He was at left back at one point. And uh, a special mention for me is Josh here. I think he's in his new role and he's uh, thriving. Yeah, we'll
0: talk more about that in a couple of seconds time. Look for you, um how was the formation and the tactics for Newport County yesterday, in your opinion?
3: They were poor, like I said, game of two halves. First half, we were really poor. And then the second half, I'm not sure whether we tweaked it with... Ben, it came off at half time for Tristan Abraham's, and he went to a four three three in the second half, which I think
0: really worked for us. A couple of formation changes during the game, do we think?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think he at, uh, in the first half he was going with like a four two three one. It looked like on times after the Dimitri injury, he went to three at the back. whilst I think they were down to ten men, and then he uh, went back to four two three one. But I think Luke's right. I think after half time he went with a two Is what he's been playing. Every game of the season, apart from the Gillingham game, where he started three at the back, but then he changed back to 4 1 2 1 2. It seems to be his preferred formation with the personnel he's got at the moment. Let's take some of your thoughts on Facebook uh, to begin with. So, Ian St John,
0: uh, Tractor Boys were sent back packing by the Amber Army Boys. Mm. Nice comment, Ian. Abraham's coming on completely changed the game, according to Cal Daniel Smith. That was the second half, definitely looked like promotion
2: contenders. Do we agree with that, guys? Well, I think it was a good test of their uh, credentials. If Newport County want to be in and around the promotion places, either automatically or playoffs, then they've got to go and get results against teams who were, were considered favourites. They've got a point against Mansfield, and they've got three points now against Plymouth. So it's a good test of their credentials, and so far they've passed with flying colours.
0: Good news from, uh, from a personal point of view from Suzanne Bennett. I think my unlucky Wembley shirt just became my lucky shirt. So they mm-hmm. go, look, have you got a lucky shirt at all? no there you go Sarah West it was an amazing game Gareth Cook, absolutely hair raising um, I've got no hair so I'll have to take your word on that um, Luke was it hair raising for you because you've got a good head of hair there eh? Yeah, it was. It was, okay. Kerry Mitchell, loved every second. Amber Army come on the port. Sarah Avery, which is our favourite comment this was, so Sarah's won the tickets for the crew match. What a fantastic win for County. Up the County. This is their season. Come on the Amber Army. We got this. This positive motivation for you. Sally Stark saying, brilliant game. Well done, County. Lee Nolan, who's a regular contributor to us as well. Uh, absolutely amazing this season. Uh, the season is always in the making. And Jeanette Morgan, who won the tickets as well for, for the company that we do on Wednesdays, winning Wednesday what an amazing game thank you for letting us be part of it that's really really sweet thank you for letting us know that one Jonathan Tattersall what a great game let's keep the momentum going Sharon Coates looking forward to listening again Stephen it's such a professional and it's uh, lots of fun and very interesting and thank you to
2: Sharon Coates for that Compliment
0: and, and thank you for the commentary. What an amazing yeah. job! So, there you go. So, we'll stop the backpacking there yeah. and uh, we'll crack on with the show. We've got some more bits and pieces to come, but we had uh, currently taking apart the, the match and just seeing what you made of it. Okay, so next up on the list of things to talk
2: about on the match itself, fitness levels. Stephen, the fitness of the team impressed you? Um, yeah, I think like Daniel said in his blog, the county hadn't really been tested to uh League Two standard, but um, I think, yeah, I think Michael Flynn is building a team. And they played right till the end, only you know, scored in the 80th minute, so it shows that the I think the fitness of the team is, is it's only going to get better the more games they play. Players don't tend to find their form until about 10-12 games into the season, they'll be at peak fitness then. But at the moment, for the start of the season, I think they do look quite impressive. There's an official line on Sports Hour, even though
0: we're only three shows old, so we're brand new. Um, our line is six games to get it together, boys. right. I don't know why, we just kind of said that, and I've just stuck with it now. Look, do you feel that County played to their maximum capacity in terms of fitness levels in the first half, or did they kind of take it easy for an amazing second half?
3: I'm not sure whether they took it easy for the first half or whether Plymouth got their tactics spot on for the first half. But second half, they were running, making runs, defending really well, attacking really well. Tristan Abrams, which we'll get on to in a couple of minutes' time, but yeah, fitness levels did look quite good in the second half
0: you mentioned Tristan Abraham was someone that you two mentioned to me in the in building the show look tell me more about that why were you so impressed with Tristan
3: he gave us that little spark in the second half that made us gave us that goal he was going forward looking positive I think him uh, working with a certain Wilfred Boney has uh, helped him
0: well we'll get your thoughts on that in a couple of seconds time. You
2: have your Vincent Nebren in Stephen. Yeah, I think I obviously I agree with Luke as well. He did he brought a spark to the forward line. Uh I was impressed with him. Um, he was absolutely all over the pitch when he first came on and um obviously he was keen to make an impression. What I also liked was is his, his link up play with Matt and Armand was really good. Matt was winning ed- headers and he was looking for him and he would be running in behind to to win the ball. He was getting out wide putting crosses in, which nearly came to a goal on a couple of occasions. It just didn't get that final, you know, the touch just evaded. I think it was Matt and Armand who were running, into, and Haynes who was running into the box. So I think he did a really good performance yesterday, and I think Michael Flynn would be pleased with him. We'll find out your man of the match a little bit
0: later as well. Let's talk about Josh Sheehan's. You were listening to Rob Phillips on Radio Wales. Yes, I was.
2: Um, tell me more about that. Somebody, I think it was a caller that called in, and he was speaking about... The change in Josh and what he's done is when he came from Swansea, he was a kind of a number 10 an attacking midfielder who would play just behind the front two. But this season, Mike Flynn has changed his position. He's put him deeper. He's put him in front of the back four. It's that I think he's playing a lot better because he can look up now. He can see the game in front of him. He can see the forwards taking up positions. So he can find them with the ball. I've, been, I've only seen two games this season. I've been really impressed with him. OK, is that your view as well, Luke?
3: Yeah, if he uh, like Stephen said, if he's a bit of a boxed box midfielder, he could be a uh, Kevin De Bruyne, a Christian Eriksen, a uh, player who can create something out of nothing with one killer pass straight through the defence and knock a defence like that.
2: Yeah, he's getting Newport County on the front foot whenever he gets the ball. He's 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 looking, you know, he's looking for four players making forward runs, and more often than not, he finds them. So I think like he's at the moment, he's playing really well. I've written down the words solid at the back. Look,
0: our, our defence. So we're talking about being able to penetrate the opposite opposing side's defence. How are we looking?
3: Well, i got a couple of stats here. Oh, go. here
0: we go. I like a good stat. <laughs> here we go. Go for it.
3: Going around on social media last night. After the Plymouth game, we are now 13 games unbeaten. Pre-season, I don't think is counting in this one. Well, if it would, this would be completely wrong. Because we conceded no, six against charges under 23s. Yeah. Uh, we have eight clean sheets in our last 11 games. Mm-hmm. We have four goals conceded in our last 11 games. We have nine unbeaten at home. I think the last game we lost at home was against the MK Dons back in February in the league because we lost to Manchester City a couple of weeks later. We have one defeat in the last 14 at home, which is the MK Dons. 11 clean sheets in the last 14 at home. And we have two defeats in, last, in the last 21 games at home.
0: Stuff. We're going to create a brand new thing on Spot next week called Luke's Stat Attack, where you can just hit <laughs> us with the stats. Is that uh, division-winning form, Stephen?
2: Oh, definitely. Like We've just spoke about Daniel in his blog, spoke about building from the back. I think credit to the players. You know, Michael Flynn has brought in uh, a whole new back four this season. Uh, you've got McNamara, Hawkins. You know, There's only O'Brien, really, left. Well, Dimitri was injured, so and O'Brien missed the first game. So you've got an entirely new goalkeeper and I think it's giving County a solid foundation. I think Mike, Michael Flynn has got his signing spot on for this season. He's got four good full-backs and obviously he's got the good centre-backs as well. Hawkins was a presence when he came on yesterday. He brought, he gave County a physical edge as well. So I think, yeah, it's great you know, for the attacking players to have trust in their defence to, to build from the back, really.
0: A little bit later on, Sporto, we're going to be talking. Kev County got enough in reserve? So uh, the, the transfer window's still open. So that'll be something that we talk about in a couple of minutes' time. On uh, Twitter as well, um, that Chris Jeremy said, "Bragging rights in work." Now I know Chris personally. He was in school with me, a year younger, and he lives in Plymouth. So he's going to be one happy puppy going to work on uh, Monday morning. Kevin Burke on Twitter saying, "Great result, and no one expected it. Really, did no one expect the result?" Yeah, it's
2: interesting. Um County didn't have the best record against Plymouth when we faced them last time they were in League 2. They lost 3-1 at Rodney Parade and 6-1 at Home Park. So probably yeah, with the record that we've got against Plymouth, confidence probably wasn't as high as what it would be normally.
0: Yeah, Kevin was also annoying tonight. New players are performing better than expected. Amberami gonna get the country talking once again, uh, when we beat West Ham up the County. So there you go. Nice one, Kevin. Stephen, how were how were Plymouth? How did they react to county? and uh, what did they say at the end of the match?
2: In the first half, Plymouth uh, controlled controlled the game. Um I think it was something like seventy to seventy-two to to twenty so my math's not the best, twenty-seven percent possession. Um, but a lot of Plymouth possession was along the back, the back line. The three centre-backs would play it to the midfield, then he would go back. It was quite a, a bit like a Brendan Rodgers sort of team where they have a lot of possession but don't really hurt you with it. And I think County did quite well, actually, to, to kind of get in at 0-0. Obviously, Tom King made a save. And I think Michael Flynn looked at it and uh, adjusted his tactics at half-time. I haven't seen... Normally, sometimes when teams play Newport County, like the Gilliam manager said, they just hoofed the ball long. I haven't seen I haven't seen none of that from Plymouth at the moment. I think they've taken the defeat quite well, to be honest, fans and team alike. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be any controversy on Facebook no. or Twitter
0: or, beta or uh, from the Plymouth Argyle side. Look for you, how was Plymouth Argyle yesterday? What did you see?
3: First half, I thought we were going to lose. Second half, I thought we were going to win like I've already touched on. It was first half, we were poor. Second half, we were amazing yeah all i can say
0: yeah and obviously a great fan base brilliant uh, travelling support for them. Mickey James said, also, I'm not uh, usually a fan of massive craze, because I'm very sensitive to noise, but yes, they had an amazing time. It was amazing to be around my family and the rest of the county supporters as always. Such fantastic support which was full of energy, passion and excitement. Couldn't have asked for a better day. Great work everyone, let's keep it up. Regardless if we win, lose or draw on a game, we're always winners, remember that. Up the port, CTWD, also wishing all the best to Mickey D and hope he gets well soon.
1: Right here. Right here. Right now, right now, Newport City Radio.
0: Don't forget, you can take Sports Hour wherever you go. As of tomorrow afternoon, you'll be able to download it. We'll put links on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Next up is the quick fire range. So, Luke, Stephen, are you ready for the quick fire bit? Yep. yep. Okay, Stephen first. Cambridge away in one word. Windy. Like it. Look, Cambridge away in one word. Improving. Chilling them in the cup, Stephen. One word. Impressive. Look, in one way, drilling them in the cup, penalties. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that Three one. Penalties in the game. West Ham, yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, 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 Stephen.
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bring it on. It's another, another fabulous uh, occasion for for the fans at Rodney Parade. Great for the club as well. The spotlight will be on them. They're on uh, Sky TV. Yeah. So it's a yes from me, firmly. Me. Big for you,
0: same for you, Luke. So, yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Which way were you going on that one?
3: Big yes, yes, yes. We can take out of this uh, more money for the club, more exposure for the club, put life on Sky Sports in front of thousands, potentially millions across the country and across the world. So the money
0: could come in handy. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, Stephen. The home attendance yesterday. Oh, yes, it was... Uh, Without looking at your notes, I so <coughs> it you ruffling for your paper there. It was there.
2: 5,041 with uh, an away attendance of 1,039, if I'm correct.
0: Yep, um, so 5,041, it was, was the home attendance, good, good Craig. Uh, Luke, the away numbers were...
3: I think Stephen just said it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I <laughs> sorry. missed that bit. That's that <laughs> me sticking to
0: the script. Last time in this studio, um, Luke, what do you think Stephen said the score was going to be in this match? Plymouth, I think he said 2-1 to Plymouth. Close, 1-1. He was edging his bets. Stephen, what do you think Luke said last time round? 2-1 to, to County? No, he said one nil He got absolutely spot on. Oh, was it Armand to score? I, I don't think we went that deep. Oh, okay. But okay. take take a bow, Luke. Take a bow. Well done, Luke. Stephen, man of the match for you. So
2: Haynes was the man of the match. Who was it for you? Well, I think it was close between McNamara and Haynes. But I'd probably give it more to Haynes because of the runs he was making forward. And he had an assist for the goal. And he almost nearly scored himself as well, so uh, yeah, I definitely agree with Haynes.
4: Look,
3: I'm going to go completely against what and just said. I'm going to give it to Christian Abrams. When he came on second half, changed the game for us, made us look lively. I think he was the one that brought the spark, like I said, and if he hadn't come on, when he did, potentially wouldn't have scored.
2: OK, cool.
0: Ref watch, Stephen, how was the ref?
2: Well, I thought the ref was uh, quite good yesterday. I think he allowed the game to play. There were some challenges maybe that he could have booked players for, but he seemed to kind of allow the game to play on. The, my only criticism of him was he booked Josh Laberdy for a challenge and then almost immediately a Plymouth player, I think it was Sarcevic, challenged another county player, but he let that one go. But I thought he, overall he was good. I think he just wanted the game to, to, to flow and he was talking to the players. I, don't know, I think Riley made a bad challenge at one point. And he was telling him to calm down. So I was quite pleased with the referee yesterday.
0: Luke, match day experience. How was your day at Newport County?
3: It was good. I really enjoyed it, listening to the uh, warm-up beforehand, the NCR, NCR warm-up and the marquee. I think you should go check it out. It's uh, really entertaining.
0: And we're not we're not tending to mention that as well. It was great. We had Ben and Cal I got Cal's name wrong. You never get a musician's name wrong, <laughs> but I introduced him as Cal's first name, <laughs> but Ben's surname, so we became Cal again, well, yesterday.
2: Getting names wrong was the theme of the day yesterday, as uh, Plymouth goalkeeper was almost called Alice Cooper. So, uh, LAUGHTER We should just whack on three minutes of Alice
0: Cooper right now, but I've got a feeling it might disrupt the flow of the podcast, so uh, we'll hold off on that one. That's the quickfire section number one done. Right here. Right here. Right now.
1: right now. Right now. Newport City Radio.
0: It's Sports Air on Newport City Radio every Sunday from 4pm on newportcityradio.org and available as a podcast thereafter. We'll you more about that in a couple of minutes' time. Second talking point of the day, um, in the light of some controversy earlier this week, Stephen Howell's cup matches, are they worth it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, when it comes to matches like the Cardo Cup and the FA Cup, Well, obviously it depends on who you draw, but I think it's brilliant for the club as we've just said. It brings finances, which the Cup Run last year has kept Newport County in a good financial position. Also, the spotlight on the club as well. You know, we've had just had a documentary on BBC Wales called The Giant Killers, and I think it engages the public as well with the team, and that that turns into higher attendances for league games. It's good for the players. Especially if you've got the FL Trophy, it gives Michael Flynn a chance to play some players who, who wouldn't normally play. And you also get money for winning in the FL Trophy as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're good. What about
0: you, Luke? Do you think uh, cup runs, are, are they worth travelling to? Cup
3: runs, yeah. Well, it depends who you get. We all want yeah, Man City at the Etihad,
0: Tottenham in the new stadium. West Ham at home? Yeah. (laughs) So what was the point you think he was trying to make this week when he kind of hinted, and I don't don't want to get this wrong, I don't want to misrepresent, Mm. but kind of said, maybe don't travel up and watch the cut match.
2: Well, I think it was a bit of uh, genius psychology by Michael Flynn on on his behalf. I think he played down the Gillingham match. You know, he said, basically he wanted people to go to the Plymouth match. He wanted to get a big crowd there, because he knew they were bringing over a 1,000 people. So he wanted 6,000 people there for the Plymouth match, so he was appreciating how much it costs to go to football and he was saying, look, you know, I'd rather people spend their money at running Parade than go to Gillingham on a Tuesday night in a cup game, which I'm not really bothered about. But actually he picked, well, he made nine changes, but they were all players who could walk into the first team. So uh, he did take it more seriously. Also said that he might not be there himself, but he was. So I think, and obviously they won and now they've got this fixture against West Ham. So I think it was a genius bit of psychology by Michael Flynn, as I just said.
0: Yeah, because it it kind of felt to me that it's a it turned into a kind mismatch. Yep. With with all the drama and like the excitement of the penalties at the end, look, is Flinny right to try and prioritise the league over this cup?
3: Yeah, I think the Carabao Cup. There's not there's not as much money in the Carabao Cup as there is in the FA Cup. If he was, I think he was on about don't turn up to like the Carabao Cup because I think he wanted to prioritise, prioritise the league until Christmas and hopefully we're in the FA Cup third round and we can draw a big team.
0: You're thinking mind games and you, you think it's always worth going to a Cup match. I'm sure the fans that travelled to Gillingham, yeah, um, yeah sure really, really enjoyed their, their times.
1: It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. Right here. Right here. Right now. Right now. Newport City Radio. Okay, so here's the bit of the show where we find out
0: a little bit more about ourselves because we'd like to introduce ourselves to you over the next, well, the whole season really, every single home game when we do Sport hour. Don't forget we're supported by the Neon on this one. They've got an under-18s phone party uh, coming up on the 30th August with Michael from Love Island. All about you. So this week I want to find out all about your taste buds. Luke, what is your favourite food and why? Bacon. Okay, that's random. So, bacon in what sort of format?
3: Any, because you can Any have as it's on a bacon sandwich with, with some uh, ketchup or red so, uh, or brown sauce, whatever sauce you like on your bacon sandwich. You can have it in English in a fryer but, uh, for English, wherever it is. It
0: just tastes nice. I love bacon. Yeah. I've, I've got to admit, I do, I do love a bacon sandwich. How do you like your bacon? Is it is it really crispy or just lightly cooked? Nice and crispy. Yeah, it's gonna be
2: practically burnt for me. Hmm. <laughs>
0: I don't like the fat on bacon. You can get bacon medallions, and I, I, I love oh, bacon flavor, go, Oh, fat is flavour, man. Yeah, I suppose so, but you know, when, when you've got a belly like mine, you need to be careful of well, it. Well,
2: I can't say much either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, um, what's your favourite food and yeah, why? Probably a reason why I have got such a big belly is my, my food I couldn't live without is ice cream. I just uh, I just love it. If it's got caramel in it, I'm sold. Yeah, so it's got to be ice cream for me. makes you feel good as well. Well, not the next day, but uh, on the, on the day you have it, it's lovely. So um, yeah, I've, I've got to go with ice cream. Would you have the kind of the scoop ice cream or the Mr. Whippy? If you had to choose one, uh, I, I I tend to go for uh, a tub of certain famous brands, but I won't mention. Okay. But uh, yeah, and I can e- easily put one of them away in one
0: sitting. I'm also know? gonna not mention certain famous brand, but I'm not. I don't like spending lots of money on things like coffee and stuff like that. You know, I, I just have a normal cup of coffee. You know, I I, I don't want to have a triple latte, whatever it's called, with a with with a caramel shot. Not interested in that. I'm the same with ice creams until I tried a certain cookie, not a cookie, uh, yeah. a chocolate chip ice cream from one of the leading manufacturers. Yeah, I'm um, so all just five pounds, five pound for a tub of ice cream.
2: I like tend into, to look for them when they're on offer. And, uh, yeah, get definitely
0: them. wise frugal shopping there. Uh, My one's a curry. So I've got a strange relationship with curry. So growing up, um, my mum used to make Chinese curries, like pre-pack it, you know, chuck it in the oven, and it stunk to high heaven. It was horrible. And I kind of like, you know, I said, "Nah, no, I don't like that. Then suddenly I went to uni. In my third year, on dissertation day, when I handed my dissertation, uh, you do what most students do. You go out and you celebrate finishing off a massive body of 10,000 words. We end up in a curry house. So I copied my mate because my mate said, oh, I'll have a chicken rogan, half rice, half chips. I just didn't know what to ask for. So I said, could I have a chicken, broken half rice, half chips? And that was it. Curries have been my
2: thing ever. I don't believe you if you tell me you don't like curry. I love curry. Oh, yeah, I love it. It was uh, quite a nice uh, curry place down Spitty Park. But unfortunately, it's closed down now. Um, yeah, where well, you can have uh, eat as much as you like, buffet. I, never I discovered it this year. And then yeah, I was going to go again, but it's closed down now. <laughs> There's one in Fry's Walk. I'm aware of that as well. Oh, I'll have to check that one. Obviously.
0: But I, th- I think it's a different uh, yeah. different variety. There you go. That, that was interesting. So we know all about our foods.
1: Right here, right now, uh, Newport City Radio.
0: Okay, back on with the football talk. At the port, on the message board, feels that Newport County are basically conceding too many offsides. Is that the right way to phrase it?
2: I suppose it is about making runs. But like we said, this is a new team as well with different players. So obviously, say like somebody like Abraham's, players are going to get used to the timing of his runs. I don't think County's got a problem with it at the moment, so, but I could see maybe that he would get a bit frustrated with them. Luke, what about you?
0: Do you think we
2: have an offside problem within the team?
3: I think yesterday, I think I seen there was five offsides altogether. There was a bit of a problem, but I think it's just the timing of the runs with the the new players coming in. I think that will improve as the season goes on and they get used to each other.
0: Okay, cool. So, Stephen, any any solutions?
2: Well, I think, like we've both said, I think it's just a matter of time. I think it's sometimes, you know, you can time your run and you just get caught, you know, it happens. But so we've got different players in the midfield and obviously Abraham's new up front as well and Whiteley. So I think, yeah, once these players, you know, they've only been together for a few weeks, they'll get better and better as the season goes on. And I think, you know, we'll see the, see it probably be less of a problem. OK, I want to try and quickly climb into the Exiles
0: forum because there was a couple of points on that one I want to pick up. While I'm doing that, any other flaws that you've seen in County's games so far this season? Bearing in mind, we are only just a couple of matches into it.
3: It's too early to call, really. The only thing we could potentially look at is like the goalkeeping situation because Nick Townsend just come back from injury and he played really well
0: in the uh, Carabao Cup, but I think we might touch on that later. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Stephen, any other weaknesses that you've seen in uh, in the match?
2: Well, uh, I know there was somebody on uh, the XLS forum saying that county are leaving themselves vulnerable from throw ins, pushing too many players forwards, and there was a bit of discussion about the the risk of pushing forward to the and the reward of getting a goal rather than just sitting back and not you know, not pushing. But I noticed yesterday from all set pieces Corners or throw-ins. The county would usually leave two players back. It'd be like McNamara or O'Brien would stay back as well on time. So I think Michael Flynn is is a clever manager, and I don't think he would leave himself open to 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 the counter attacks at the back. Another potential weakness highlighted while well, we've been trolling through
0: social media like we do on a Sunday afternoon. Um, Labadie and yellow card. So let's deal with the one in this match. Deserve Stephen or not?
2: Well, he does pick up uh, yellow cards, but that's because he's a combative player. He's in the thick of the action in the midfield. I suppose it could potentially become a problem because once he picks up five, you have to miss a game, and it could be a very important game that he misses. So I can see their argument there. But for me, I wouldn't change Labadie. I love the type of player he is. He drives Newport forward. He's the captain. He's the leader. I, I'm quite happy with him picking up the odd yellow cards. As long as he doesn't get sent off, I don't see the problem.
0: Okay, Luke, what's your view on it? Yeah, I completely agree with Stephen, to be honest. Is that what it is? Are there certain types of players that um, are either prone to picking up cards, and hopefully not red ones, and that's just a natural pattern, you you can forgive it because of the way they play, like you've just said, or should players be learning from perceived
2: mistakes? Personally, I think, yeah, Labrador is the type of player, uh, obviously with different rules, football is becoming less of a contact sport than what it used to be. So um, so you might pick up a yellow card. It depends on the foul, doesn't it, really, how serious it is or how many times you get caught fouling during the game. But when you've got a player like Labadie, if you took took that edge away from him, you'd only be half the player, so I'd rather have him the way he is.
3: I think that's the type of player he is. You have a look, like, uh, like in the Premier League, you have N'Golo Kante, someone who likes to break up the play, and sometimes you want to break up the play and get your team on the front foot. That involves Making tackles And
0: getting cards Fair play Right then, so we're supported by The Neon. They've got the Tribute Act Foreigners Journey on the 27th of September, so make sure you're here for that one, and we'll be on with the next talking point, which is our kids with questions.
1: Right here, right now, Newport City Radio.
0: I have the honour of not only presenting Sport Air with you guys every home match here on a Sunday afternoon at 4pm, and the podcast will be available um, hopefully by tomorrow afternoon as well, because we've got the technology hopefully all sorted out now. Um, but I also do another show called The Warm-Up, so look, thank you for the plug earlier, which is a kind of live music radio show experience before county kickoff on the saturday afternoon great musicians cal and uh, ben this week but the one bit that i really love there is the kids get to ask the players a question so we had cumbran youth football team there uh, yesterday and they had asked the players some amazing questions so what i'm going to do i'm going to steal a question and uh, bring it into the studio for you two. so luke the kids uh, with questions today is apart from newport county and you are wearing the top well done mate representing great for radio who would be your other team and why
3: my other team, So only one team, best team
0: in London, the mighty Tottenham Hotspur. Don't, th- don't think I've heard of them, have you heard of no, them? No, I've never heard of them. No, no. I, th- I think... Uh, Chelsea, yes, I'm no better Chelsea, I'm no, no, no. no better than Arsenal, no. Charlton, Crystal Palace. I, I think know. they played Wimbledon. Newport County two years ago in the FA Cup. Wimbledon don't play in London anymore, do they? Oh. No. no, OK. Um, OK, so, um, so why do you like Tottenham Hotspur?
3: Well, I think they're fantastic. I think they signed a new player yesterday, it's called uh, VAR.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a, another great foreign signing from from Tottenham Hotspur this it season. is. So oh, there you go so interesting. Don't want to talk too much about Premier League teams because this is all about Newport County but I have to ask what do you make of the draw yesterday was that a good thing? We were
3: quite defensive yesterday I think uh, Poch, Mauricio Pochettino came out afterwards and said we're still unsettled with the transfer window with like Christian Eriksen could still leave. And Jan Vertonghen, I think, is also rumoured, and one or two other squad players have been rumoured to leave. As the season goes on, I hope this is the season we challenge Manchester City or Liverpool. Please don't be Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> for the league. But, yeah, I hope we have a fantastic season. Hopefully, at the end, there'll be a trophy.
0: OK,
2: that's that's enough Tottenham. Um, Stephen, what is your other team other than Newport County? Yep, well, it's probably because I'm of a certain age. So, um, yeah, my my team is Liverpool. As far as I remember, I know uh, my father used to work for Royal Life at Insurance. used to spend a lot of time up in Liverpool. I supported Liverpool from a young age. My brother was a bit older than me, so maybe I followed him as well. Uh, he supported Liverpool, and I just used to love it. In the in the 80s, Ian Rush, Kenny Daglish, Graeme Souness, growing up, they were quite successful in Europe and the league. And then, uh, yeah, but, so yeah, Liverpool for me.
0: I had the same experience but in a different way so as we know there was a couple of dark years from Newport County where they didn't kind of exist and that kind of happened, not the pinnacle of my youth but kind of around the same time being in mind that Summerton Park was literally across the road from where I grew up did get to go over there a couple of times before the worst thing happened. Um, Just to let you know as well not only is this podcast going to be available but right now you can go to Newport City Radio podcast page which I'll put live a little bit later and there's an interview with David Handel that explains this all beautifully. I managed to upload that after so uh, grab a listen to that because he knows his stuff when it comes to it. So like you, I was left with basically two options: Liverpool or Everton. So I ended up with Everton, and you know, and I quite, qu- I quite enjoyed over the years, even though it was painful. It was, you know. So you talk in '98 um the relegation fights. So it, that was quite exciting, horrible and painful, but quite exciting. And Duncan Ferguson, come on, what is there not to like about Duncan
2: Ferguson? Yeah, he's a bit of a. Bit of a play isn't he? What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like
0: the way you saying that. Uh, that's enough about other football teams. Oh, go on, look, because I, I, you look itching to say something. Go for it.
3: I just thought Everton are the only Premier League team never to be relegated throughout the history of the Premier League. I don't... I'm Not just the Premier League, Premiership and... So they're the only team on the in the, the current Premier League, yeah. So the current in the, the current league. Premier League, even though
0: Tottenham, Liverpool... Uh, so we seem to have lost Luke there at the moment. So we're, we're <laughs> sorry about the technical difficulties that we've got. Shush, shush. <laughs> right, okay. Thank you guys for that one. We're, we're learning more. And that was the kids with questions. They'll be back in the marquee next Saturday when we play crew.
1: Extremely low frequency. Right here, right now. Newport City
0: Radio. Okay, next up on Sport Tech, uh, well, let's talk about injuries. So there's the obvious injury that we've been talking about already. Um, Dolan looked uh, a little bit battered yesterday. and Bennett went off injured. So first of all, any news on those injuries, Stephen? And what did you see when you were covering the commentary for us?
2: Yeah, well, I think uh, Mickey Dimitri's obviously going to be out for quite a long time. Uh, I think we probably may get to know more tomorrow once he's had hospital scans and things. I think he went off to hospital straight away. He's obviously getting the best care and uh, we wish him well. We do. I know um, Dolan pulled up in training the, the day before the game. So I'm not quite sure how serious, hopefully nothing too serious for him either. And then Bennett went went off at the half-time yesterday, so yeah, Newport County, a couple of injuries, obviously got disease long term as well. Yeah, he's a little bit short, I would say, in the centre of the midfield. So okay, we'll talk
0: about trying to fix that, maybe slightly short, in your opinion, in a couple of minutes. Look, you were lucky to hear a bit of um, post-match uh, interview with Flinnish. Should we should we have a little bit of listeners? I think we shall.
3: I've had to make three changes, um, you know, yesterday and today, enforced. Um, Mickey going off, Beno going make off, and Matty Dolan pulling up yesterday in training. So, you know, it's a credit to the to the lads and, and the boys who have come in because they've shown that, uh, you no, know, they can they can play a part.
0: So the transfer window is open until the 2nd of September. Before we talk about transfers, let's talk about the squad as it is. So, look, what have we got within the current squad? Were there any transfers that could basically get us through this patch if we are missing key players?
3: I think what Flinney has done over the summer, he's signed two or three players for every position who are of good quality for for League Two. And if we lose one, we'll have another player in backup. So yeah, I think we are, have got a good squad for this season. It's not just about having a good first team. I think it's about a good squad in general. Players who can step in for others if they need a bit of a break. And I think
0: we touched upon this last week, but for those that didn't hear the show last week, have Kentley done enough?
3: I think with Mickey D's injury, I think we might need another centre-half. I think we are still a little bit light in midfield and we could... Doing another midfielder.
0: Okay, so hold that there because I want to talk about potential transfers in a couple of seconds time. Stephen, for you, um have we got enough depth in the squad? Which is what Daniel Fraser on our blog has uh, alluded to quite a few times. Yeah. Um Enough to get us through this little, I, I
2: crisis is a strong word, but this little blip. Yeah, well, I think um I think he's going to have to have a look. I know he's made it well known that he wanted another striker, but I think he's quite all right for for strikers. He's got Armand. Matt, he's got Abrahams, he's got Corey Whiteley who can play play there as well. So I would be a little bit worried about the centre of midfield especially if Bennett and Dolan are going to be missing. I know they've got Maloney in you know, on loan from Charlton but I would prefer another extra body in the centre of midfield. Cool, let's talk transfers then. So look, if you uh, could get any players on transfer, apart from Maloney,
0: who would you have?
3: Try to give names or positions.
0: Um, whatever you feel comfortable doing.
3: Well, if I in an ideal world, we'd be signing the likes of De Bruyne,
0: Ericsson, <laughs> but obviously we haven't got enough money for that. But who realistic and who would you like to see within the Newport County squad? I think
3: a couple of loan signings from Premier League teams, so maybe Bristol City because we have a good relationship with them. You have a look over the past couple of years, we've had Ben White from Brighton, who's done well and is now playing for Leeds in the Championship. So we, uh, and from Antoine Semenya and Tyreek Backinson from Bristol City and we wish them all well.
0: Absolutely. OK, Stephen, for you out there in the world that could be possible targets, is Boney realistic? Because he's been training with the team. Um, um, could that happen? No. Why Def- not? Definitely not. Don't uh, dash my hopes, mate. <laughs> Why can that not happen? Tell me. As,
2: as great it is, as it would be to have Wilfred Boney playing for Newport County, I would imagine that his weekly wage probably equates to probably not far off the whole first team put together. West Ham um, money. Can yeah. we can we use the West Ham money for it? Can we? That Potentially. Might, might pay for a week. <laughs> um yeah, I think Boney's got offers from abroad. I think he's looking at Turkey and places like that. So I think he'll he'll find somewhere. Great to have him training with the team, obviously. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, for great and obviously Flynn said he worked quite well with the front f- front three. So uh you know, he, he he was I think I liked Wilfred Boney as a player. I thought he was quite good. Okay. Uh, didn't quite work out for him but uh, a Man City but he was brilliant at Swansea Damn my hopes but, are dashed Yeah I think like Luke said I think Flynn's got to get back into his contact book either look for somebody from either Premier League or Championship you know under 23s maybe and uh, like we've had great success like Luke said with people like Ben White and Semenyo so try and find somebody somebody in that ilk I would say
0: Okay so we're going to do the quick fire round number two in a couple of seconds time so let's just quickly bring one of those in so Are we going to push the the, the panic button right now because of injuries or not? Stephen, yes or no? No. Luke, yes or no? Press the transfer button or not? No, I think
3: depending on what the squad will look like in terms of injuries, I think we're acting more in January than
1: at the moment.
0: This is Port and Newport City Radio, supported by the Neon, who've got the real deal comedy jam on the 29th of September.
1: Right here. Right here. Right now. Right now.
0: Newport City Radio. I love the quick fire range. So, have Stephen and Luke been paying attention while we've been building this show since one o'clock this afternoon? Um, so, let's go through these very quickly. First of all, to Luke, the Katie Choir. We're always going to mention the County Choir. 8 of 10 for loudness. Number 1 being quiet, number 10 being astronomically loud. Astronomically, I've made a new word there. Um, one at, From 1 to 10, give them a rating. 9 or 10.
3: They were loud. I think they out Plymouth fans in Plymouth were quite loud yesterday. They made the atmosphere for Plymouth very intimidating. That's so how they can do that for West Ham.
2: Stephen, um, County Choir, 8 of 10 for you. Yeah, for yesterday I'd uh, probably go with about an 8. Uh, I think I'd uh, do on well, the last home game against Mansfield, I they think they were accused of being a bit quiet on social media, which wasn't very popular. But yesterday, I thought it was brilliant. They were both sets of fans. Uh, the fact that Plymouth brought a 1,000 fans with them meant that they were quite vocal during the game, as well as the county fans and the banter between the two, I thought was brilliant, added to the whole atmosphere yesterday.
0: OK, cool. And it's because of that, I want to keep checking in the county quiet. We're we are not having our choir dis- dismissed on social media without us having a little
2: say on it as well. The Adi,
0: Adi song, Stephen, give us a song from Adi Aziz.
2: Good question. I'd love to, but I don't know a song from Adi Aziz. If only Luke we had might. a man
0: in the studio who is at the prime of his youth that could just basically approach the microphone and give us a
2: song. Do you know what? That would be brilliant. That would be amazing
0: it? if that could happen right now, wouldn't it? Hiya, Luke. The song
3: is, I saw my mate the other day. He reckon he saw the new Pelé. And when I asked, who is he? He goes, Rather the name of Adi Aziz.
0: Brilliant stuff. See, we got there. We've been edumacated. we like to know where our fans are at this moment in time, and some of them are on holiday at the moment. My buddy, my mate, Dave Went, Um, where is he, Stephen Howell in the world right now? Um, Rhodes. Oh, no, that's Matt Williams. That's my uh, next question. Oh,
2: close. <laughs> okay,
0: Luke, you weren't here for this bit, so you have to guess it. Where is my mate Dio at the moment? Well, I would
3: say Newport, but it's not. I'm going to go
0: Grand Canary. Yeah, close Mallorca. <laughs> On Mallorca. I don't wear the same thing. I, you know, I, I will learn one day. And Matt Williams in rogue, so we'll done that one. Easy one for
2: Stephen. Which director's birthday is it today? Oh, well, that's uh, Kevin Ward, uh, one of the directors in Newport County. Uh, great advocate for the city and the club. So we wish him happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, matey. And uh, the halftime draw numbers. Luke, what were the halftime draw numbers
0: yesterday? Just give me one set of numbers.
3: I think it was uh, zero 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 one zero 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 two.
0: I've got a complaint about the halftime draw. actually. Chris, um, basically, always gets me. He always gets me to buy a ticket, and I don't mind because I like doing my bit. Um, but I always just get one. I had two pounds. So I, I had my hand. I had a couple of coins in my hand. He went straight for the two pounds and gave me two tickets. Brilliant. What a salesman! What a, what what a salesman! Yeah,
2: what a businessman! Yep. Stephen, give me a number from yesterday from the halftime draw. 29114. one four.
0: <laughs> yeah close enough oh, so here are the winning numbers This like no, national right here, I love it 29821 next winning number 28690 and the final winning number 29224 now I've got a bit of number dyslexia so I hope I haven't got that a little bit wrong quick fire round done right
1: here right here right now
0: right now, right now. Newport City Radio it's brand new Sport Air on Newport City Radio with you every Sunday on the home matches not the away's We have a lie down for that one. And uh, also available as a podcast from Monday afternoon. We will put all the details on how to download it and take it with you wherever you go on our Facebook account and uh, Twitter account over the next couple of days. Final talking point of the day then. So let's look forward. Um, Let's talk about Warsaw away. Luke, what are your expectations on Warsaw next up for Newport County on Tuesday?
3: Like Plymouth, they're a big team. Just come down from League One, big fan base, good, good squad. They'll be up there at the end of the season going for promotion. It'll be a tough test. Hopefully we can get the right result.
0: Any thoughts on what the formation is likely to be?
3: I think he'll stay unchanged on the second half with the Abrahams and Hawkins replacing Mickey Dimitriou and Scott Bennett.
2: OK, cool. Stephen, what are your expectations? Yeah, I think yeah it's going to be a tricky uh, fixture, I think, for County. Um, happy memories of playing Walsall. We played them in the FA Cup in 2017. We won 2-1 uh, on the way to meeting Tottenham Hotspur in the, in the third, fourth round. That's, that's my friend calling me. No, uh, that, that,
0: that was my alarm saying, <laughs> Lamsey, Lamsey, wake up. <laughs> I, I, I would like to point out, I'd like to think I have been present in the show. I have been fully alert throughout it oh. all.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since we played them in the league. Uh, I think it was April 1987, that was the last time we played them. They lost 2-4 at home. So um, I think, yeah, I think uh, Walsall are a bit of a mixed start to the season. They've won one, drawn one and lost one. So, um, yeah, so we don't really know what kind of Walsall we're going to turn up. But they'll probably want to get a winner home. But I think, yeah, I think County can uh, go there with confidence following yesterday's result. OK, what's your thoughts on the formation? I think I think he will go for a four-one-two-one-two. 2 I don't think he wants to be using three centre-backs in the game, considering uh, we've lost one with injury. So um, I think, yeah, I think he'll stick to, to the game plan that he's stuck with. I'd, like Luke said, probably the best line-up would be the one I finished yesterday's game.
0: Luke, what's your prediction for Warsaw versus Newport County on Tuesday?
3: I'm always positive. I never like to uh, think of a county lose since so I'm going to go a 2-0 county. 2-0. So, no.
0: okay. I'm writing that down for the next Sport hour, which will be next Sunday. Um, Stephen, your prediction for Warsaw versus Newport County
2: on Tuesday? I think I'll go for a 1-0 away win. Like it?
0: Yeah. I have noted that, Dame. There we go. And then we've got Crew at home on Saturday, so it's a quick turnaround of games, which I'm really excited for. Um, again, same questions. Uh, look what are your expectations for Newport Candy versus Crew on Saturday? If the trend continues and we go st- go
3: unbeaten and keep clean sheets at home, I think we're going to win three-one.
0: Oh, he's given a prediction already. You cheeky monkey! I wasn't ready for got that. in one. there quick. Three-one. Okay. How do you think again, Katie can counteract uh, Crew? Any thoughts on that as yet? I don't really know how crew play, to be honest. No, it's good, because we're going to uncover that on the next one. I just thought, see see when you jump jump ahead a little bit. Yeah, I think it
2: was uh, one win each last year. We beat the Maroney Parade, and we lost away. So, yeah, it was pretty close last season between the two teams. I think crew were up in the top six at the moment. Usually a good side, you know, they have always have been, really. So I think it'll be difficult. But I think, yeah, with a, the with a added confidence of getting a win at Walsall on Tuesday, they'll uh, go into the game, and I think, yeah, I think... It'll, Oh, 2-1 win. 2-1, there you go. Happy.
0: Um, Let's very quickly cover off West Ham tickets. Do we know when we can get the West Ham tickets for the Cup?
3: Yeah, we do. Uh,
0: Tuesday is priority for season ticket
3: holders, trust members, shareholders, club committee members, volunteers and players if they want tickets. And then up until kick-off, I think, and on Saturday is general sale.
2: Yeah, no, I think general sale is Thursday and Friday. It okay. starts Thursday, but yeah, we'll be up until the kickoff.
3: I think what the club should have done is said, because Flinney was on about getting 6,000, say, after the draw was made, if you go to the Plymouth game, you get, you're get you guaranteed a ticket for the... Or we could do it for crew. You're guaranteed a ticket for the West Ham game. That would easily get another 1,000, maybe 500 to 1,000 people there. Okay, In- increase the fan base a little.
2: It's a tactic I think we've used before, isn't it? Yeah, they have. Yeah. In your opinion, Stephen, do you think that works? No, I think because of the quick turnaround, I think the, the I think the way the club is out to do it is probably the right way. Give priority to those who've got season tickets and the volunteers, etc., and then let them go on general sale for the, everyone else.
0: Brilliant. I love it when we end Sport Air on a difference of opinion because we can't agree all the time, can we? So uh, thank you very much, guys, for joining us today. But Sport Air this week is spoilted by the neon who've got the small space in the city and Evening of Magic on the 4th of October. So next up for us, it is Crew Alexander on the 24th in the marquee from one thirty. We will have the NCR warm-up for you. Sports Air is back this time next week on Facebook and Twitter on Sunday to get your thoughts, and we'll be here at 4 p.m., and the podcast will be available
1: tomorrow. Broadcasting in digital stereo, online, on your mobile phone, and on your home devices. Right here, right now. Newport City Radio. Right here,
4: right
1: now. Newport City Radio.